הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשאבה ארצנו. ובפרט רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחה נובע בכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן מפגם את שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. אז ברוך השם. Today we start a new סימן שיחות ערן. And we're going to finish it today. It's a longer one. But we're going to go deep and we're going to see a lot of awesome advice Rabbeinu gives us. Something that's very common in the teaching of Rabbeinu, um, as we're going to see in Siman Hay, section 5. Rabbi Nathan says that Rabbeinu denounced and he despised the works of those philosophers and those people who used to uh, basically... Uh, with all their sophistications, tried to create wisdoms and uh, books of wisdoms that aren't founded in truth, basically in the Torah. Books of philosophy, analysis, science, and whatever it is, that it goes against the truth of the Torah. And he says, In those books of philosophy, it doesn't exist, the Sechel Gamur. There isn't a complete intellect over there. There's, it's lacking a body, of, a, a, a body of intelligence in those books. There is no true intelligence. As there is in a, any single, let's say, a saying or any single piece written by the Moreno Arab, Rab Shmuel, Eliezer, idols, the Marsha, the Holy Tzadik, the Marsha, or the Maharam Shif, Moreno Arab, Meir Shif, all these great tzaddikim of our past, um, and whatever Rishonim Achronim, who wrote commentaries on the Gemara, the Mishnah, uh, all the writings of the Arizal, the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, all these things we're talking about, um, the, the intelligence that exists in those farim cannot even be compared to the ones that we find in these um, books of philosophy. And we're going to see more about this. And the likes of what we just mentioned, like the Maharsha and the Maharam Shif, that we can find this awesome intelligence, this complete intelligence in the books of the holy writings, of the holy tzaddikim, that they possess a great depth, a wondrous intelligence, a very pleasant one as well. But in these books of philosophy, we cannot find this intelligence or this intellect at all over there. That the way these books of philosophy are founded and the way they're structured is they're built on propositions or they're based on logical arguments. That uh, they try to use logical arguments in an attempt to arrive at a, a conclusion, but it's all in vain. It's all theory, it's all, nothing is backed by, by any truth. It's whatever they think they feel, whatever they think is, whatever they think is logical, whatever they think is right. But with regard to the intelligence within our holy Torah, as if uh, to make a comparison, there's, not, there's none of this. Rabban is saying, not even make a comparison of this. There's not even close to the amount of intelligence as there is in the Torah with regard to these uh, books of philosophy. Rabbeinu says, don't even compare because these books of philosophy don't have any true intelligence whatsoever. And he said, 
Happy is he who knows nothing, who hasn't even opened up their books at all, who doesn't know a single thing from their books, meaning the books of philosophy. And Rabbeinu is not only referencing books of philosophy, of uh, Goyim, of uh, Gentiles, people who aren't Jews, books of philosophy that aren't found in the Torah. Rabbeinu is also saying books of philosophy that were written by even Tzadikim. Rabbeinu has an entire section in Chaim Oran where he denounces all these books and he even brings names of books that we should not even read. Um, for example, some of the writings of the uh, Rambam, especially Moren Nevuchim. Rabbeinu mentions in Moren Nevuchim that one should never ever pick up this book. The book called the Glad, the Guide of the the Guide for the Perplexed, written by the Rambam, a book based on the. Um, it's actually uh, what do you call it? Using the ideas of uh, Aristotle. Rabbeinu said, "Happy is he who never opens up this book, because one who does, essentially he um, he almost loses a piece of his tzedem and okim, a piece of his, his of his divine image." Rabbeinu was very bold with what he said with regard to this. Rabbeinu says, the second a person walks into the room, in Chaim Morani writes this, second a person walks into the room, I can tell if he is, uh, what to call, if he has read Moreno Vuchim or not. Because he, if he has, I can see he has lost a piece of his divine image on his face. It's very scary to even think about this. Maybe I shouldn't have even shared. But nonetheless, because it's in the name of Rabbeinu, and I'm not sharing this for myself, we can see here the dangers of reading a book of philosophy that Be'emet, it, it contradicts the holy faith of the Torah. Rabbeinu said, and Rabbeinu is not taking away from the great honor of the tzaddik Rambam. And there's many other books Rabbeinu said not to read. Uh, the first chapter of, um, of Chovot, the first Sefer of Chovot Levavot, Sharad Yehudim, Rabbeinu said don't read that. And uh, other Sfarim, Rabbeinu said not to read. Because they contradict the holy faith of the Torah. And Rabbeinu said better not that these tzaddikim ever, better that they never wrote such books. Um, so we see here this idea that the main thing is not to look at all other books. Don't even open up the first page. Don't even open. Don't even look at the cover. The main thing is that happy is a person who walks in simplicity and he has fear of punishment. Because Rabbanu says the main service of God at the beginning when a person begins to serve Hashem is only from fear of punishment. I'm going to see what this means. Without fear of punishment, it's impossible to begin serving God at all. Even tzadikim, even great righteous people also need fear. Because those who serve God out of love are very, very small. You can count them. <laughs> I mean, basically, there's very, very few of these people. And um, the main thing, Rabbanu says, is that to serve Hashem, you need to serve God out of fear of punishment. Because the supernal fear, um, which is called this fear, because God is great and powerful, meaning that you fear God because He's so awesome, He's so big, meaning you fear God's exaltedness. It's a different type of fear. It's not fear of punishment. It's a higher level of fear. It's called, it's called like this awe of God. Rabbanu says with regard to this fear of God's awesomeness or this, this awe of His exaltedness, not every single person merits this fear. That the main service Rabbanu says with regard to each and every or the majority of people has to do with fear of punishment. 
Because not every person merits to have all of God's exaltedness at the beginning. Especially when we come from far. And therefore one who learns from the books of these um, philosophers, these people who analyze too deeply and try to create too many uh, questions or answers or whatever it might be, those people who study these books have doubts and atheism enter their heart. Because each and every person is born with wickedness, we know. Because Rabbeinu says a person is born wicked in the sense that his nature is drawn towards wickedness. We are drawn towards our natural instincts. And our natural instincts aren't necessarily good. A person's natural instinct is to get married whenever, uh, to get, uh, sorry, angered, angry. When someone, uh, when someone bothers him, for example. And that instinct isn't very good, it isn't very holy. But it's nonetheless our first and natural instinct to get angry. And that's wicked. So we see that our nature in its core, at its source is, or in its natural state is wicked. Because we are drawn towards the evil desires of this world. May God spare us. The only way to break this nature of ours is through the fear of punishment. That we fear God's punishment and we break our desires so that we can enter the service or the pathways of God. But when God forbid a person studies these books of these uh, philosophers, God forbid, and then these doubts and these atheistic questions and beliefs begin to enter him, they begin to assist his wickedness and they begin to help his wickedness and not assist his holiness. They begin to, to provide assistance to his evil inclination which is actually his essential nature. So he's only reinforcing his nature and not breaking his nature. Basically, studying the books of philosophy reduces one's yirat shamayim, reduces one's fear of God, fear of, fear of punishment. And therefore, therefore Rabbanu says, we do not find that all whatsoever. There's not a case where we can find that a person becomes a truly upright man and a truly fear, uh, a truly, uh, a true person who fears God through books of philosophy. It's impossible. Even though we can find in their books that they might speak about good traits sometimes, to do good things, whatever it might be. Nonetheless, their entire book is filled with vanity. Because that which they bring a person to loss is greater than the reward they can give a person. Much, much greater. The damages which can be caused from reading such a book are much greater than the, than the gain. One loses much more than he gains. Because they confuse a person's consciousness very much. Look in another place. Basically, Rabbi Natan is referencing Chayim Oran. Look in Chayim Oran. The section where Rabbi says to avoid philosophy, philosophical books, even Jewish philosophy. Rabbeinu um, says over there all these awesome things, stories. I recommend going to read it in Chaim Oran. <clears throat> and uh, look over there. Look over there about the great prohibition of studying these books. And he said, 
אשרינו שמשה רבנו עליו השלום בחר לנו חלק טוב מאוד. Happy are we that Moshe Rabbeinu, upon him be peace, chose for us a very, very good portion. And he gave us the Torah. And he opened up the Torah with the words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The simplest words that can exist. That Moshe Rabbeinu started the Torah, Hashem started the Torah without any philosophies without any of their conjuring without any of their um, um, theories whatever it might be their conclusions all that Moshe Rabbeinu told us within the first time of the Torah was that he commanded us to believe in Hashem in complete faith but faith alone nothing else not logic nothing simple faith to believe in Hashem Therefore, it's forbidden for us to enter these, philosoph- these philosophical questions at all, whatsoever, God forbid. Even though it's mentioned in the Holy Zohar, in the Holy Zohar, Parashat Bereshit, Daf Yud Aleph, Amud Bet, page 11b, even though the Zohar says that it despises or that the fearing of punishment is a despicable level of fear, meaning that it's the lowest level, it's not something that a person should strive for, a person should strive for much higher than that. Even though it's mentioned in the Zohar, this idea, Rabbeinu says that many books of Musar, of rebuke and books of changing one's character, have already addressed this idea. And I've already brought answers to this, explaining that actually it's important. Because the truth is that the essential, asp- the essential way to serve Hashem starts and is only through fear of punishment, as we said above. Rabbeinu continues on this idea, but a new, a new inyan, a new subject, a new chidush. Rabbeinu says that these discoverings or these scientific findings that these philosophers found with their intelligence, these scientists found with their wisdoms, whether it was amazing uh, war, uh, war gear or war um, um, guns, whatever it might be, tanks, whatever, whatever it is, vessels of war that are that are tremendous, or other vessels that were created with great strategy and with great wisdom. Etc., etc. And other novel concepts that were brought down to the world, that were um, brought into existence through these scientific findings. Rabbeinu said that all these findings, all these discoveries, all these inventions, all came from above. Because the only way they got to this intelligence to build that thing or to create that thing, whether it was the light bulb or whether it was the wheel or whether it was a gun or whatever it might be, the only way that occurred was because the person who created it had a spark in his mind which came from above. And that spark of intelligence propelled him to create that thing. That the only way that this occurred was that a spark shot to him from above with this wisdom. 
uh, with that wisdom that they decided to give to this wise man from above. Because when the time arrives, when that moment arrives, that that wisdom or that invention should be revealed into the world. Therefore, Hashem, the angels, whatever it might be, send um, this scientific finding in the intelligent, in the mind of this person who is trying to come up with something, whatever it might be, in the mind of this scientist or this philosopher, whatever it might be, to create and to bring that thing into revelation because now is the time for it. When God decided it was the time for the light bulb, He struck it into Thomas, Thomas Edison's mind to create the light bulb, to do whatever it was necessary to create that light. Um, whether it was the gun, whether it was anything else, the wheel, Hashem put it into the person's mind at that moment specifically. And it's not just because this person was worthy or whatever it might be. Hashem sent it to him because it was the right time. Because it's certain it's certain that those um, first scientists, those first uh, philosophers, those first wise men also tried to, uh, try to seek out this idea that ended up getting invented later. For example, with regard to the light bulb and how Thomas Edison created the light bulb, it's certain that someone else tried to create this idea of light beforehand. It's just that they weren't worthy of receiving that intelligence that God granted them, that God granted Thomas Edison. Rabbeinu asked the question. Now Rabbeinu is going to give us the answer. Why? And why is it that this person, this maybe this scientist who came before the actual person who invented the idea, why is it that this previous scientist didn't have the ability to come across this invention or this finding? And Rabbeinu answers that the truth is everything is from above. Everything is decided from God. Therefore, when the time arrives that this matter should be revealed, that this matter should be created, then his mind is, sh- is sparked and brought through a revelation with great shining light. And now he's able to, to uh, be opened up He's introduced to this wisdom, to that finding, to that invention. <clears throat> because it's been sent to him from above, from the place in which he, he should receive from, the place, place which was fitting for him. We're going to see what this means more towards the end of uh, this section. Because it's certain that these people, these scientists, it's not that they're receiving it from a place of holiness. They're f- receiving it from the place of an evil side because they don't have good motives. It's not for the sake of God. And this is obviously simple. And also to beg the comparison. Let's discuss about those people who bring up um, simple explanations, novelties in the Gemara, in Rashi, in Tosfot. Those people who bring down novel ideas. If God did not send it to them from above, from the heavens, if God did not send them that novel idea, it would be impossible for them to, to come up with this, uh, this teaching. Because sometimes it happens to a person that he's staying on one thing, one idea, he cannot 
move past it for even four days. Sometimes it can be longer, even years. And afterwards, only suddenly that novelty is revealed to him. Just in one moment. If you see that the truth is, everything is decided from up above. And each and every person receives from the place in which he's supposed to receive. And look in another place for, with regard to the, this idea. Look in uh, Torah 245. Rabbeinu explains their chambers of Torah. And over there Rabbeinu says that depending on where a person is in holiness will determine where he draws his uh, Torah novelties from, his teachings from. Sometimes they can even be drawn from a place called the Hechlotat Morot, the chamber of exchanges. It's a place of impurity. And he doesn't know, even though it seems truthful, he doesn't know that the place is filled with, or that his teachings are filled with impurity still, and they aren't fully refined to the truth. It's certain that with regard to this subject, there's thousands, tens of thousands of levels from where a person might receive this light, this illumination, this spark in his mind that basically propels him to do that thing, to create that Torah novelty, to create that invention, whatever it might be. And of course, there's many levels and degrees from which place they draw this Torah novelty, or that wisdom to, or that wisdom from, sorry. There's many levels where that wisdom can be drawn from. But the main idea is that that every single novelty that the wise men, that the tzaddikim, or uh, bring down into the world, or whether it's uh, even scientists or philosophers, whether they create inventions, whatever it may be, whether it's with regard to holiness, when a person comes up with simple um, simple ideas or allegoric ideas on the Torah that are novel, or whether we're talking about discussing um, their wisdom, their philosophies. Everything is drawn down to them and sent to them into their intelligence, into their intellect, all up from above. To each and every person, from the place which is fitting for him. See, the Rabbeinu says, not every person is fitting to receive their inventions or their Torah from the same place. Depending on what a person is, uh, how a person's fitting, will determine that chidush or that novelty that he brings down or that invention, whatever it might be. So that's it for today. May we have the merit to avoid these books of philosophy and to truly rely on faith, which is the entire foundation of the Torah. Um, may we continue um, following the advice of Rabenu. Next podcast, we start with uh, Siman Vav, section 6.